is the Evan York Podcast. All right, cool. Well, Morgan, thank you so much. I'm excited to chat with you and learn about how you got into real estate and what you're doing. You've hit the five-year mark, which mm-hmm. we were saying before this. That's like, yes. you know, now you've been in it. Um, so I'm excited to hear kind of your journey so far. And I know you mentioned that you and a teammate are looking to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And so just excited to learn about you. And, yeah, this is exciting. And chat. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, tell me how you got into real estate. You said you just hit the five-year mm-hmm. mark. So um, where did that desire began and then how did you get started so it's kind of unconventional like i don't think i just woke up and decided to become a real estate agent Mm -hmm. um oddly enough like my career path like certainly i mean i the how i landed on this is kind of interesting to me but throughout high school like my early 20s i actually was a photographer which i think actually has really catered to my business because you know, I just, I really care about my image and just the aesthetic of my business, just the creative aspect of it. Um, so I was a photographer, then I went to nursing school. All in all, like, uh, during this time, I will say, so I was bartending at all the same time. Like okay. bartending was, and I'll go back to that because that was kind of like the, that was a huge part of my business and where it is now. Just being in the service industry, knowing a lot of people, that kind of thing. But so while I was doing all of these careers, I was bartending, which was giving me income while I was figuring out what the heck I wanted to do. Um, But yeah, so I went to nursing school, quickly found out that that was not for me. Why was it not for you? Oh my gosh, I commend nurse. I mean, I felt like nursing school was like a deterrent to become a nurse. Like Hmm. it was so, well, let me give myself some grace. I was bartending and in nursing nursing school school. at the same time. That's hard. So I would get home at three or four o'clock in the morning and then have Mm. to be in class at seven. And not just like in class, like you would just kind of slacking off in college. I'm talking about you had to have your brain fully functioning at seven o'clock in the morning. And that was really, really hard. Um, And I think that naturally, if you're passionate about something, the misery that you have, like it'll cancel it out. Mm. Like things are hard and things are tough, but if you have a passion, like you'll 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 move forward through all the misery, but it just wasn't there for me. I mean, I was just hysterical, crying. I was like, this is just too much. And finally I just was like, this isn't it. Mm. And I knew that it wasn't because the next morning I woke up with zero regret and I was like, okay, what else is next? Yeah. And at the time, my mom actually had just gotten into real estate and she's part-time, but that kind of, I, I thought about what she was doing because I thought to myself, what can I do? What what can I do that still involves helping people? As cheesy mm. as that is, I wanted to do that. Yeah. Nursing was that, but then I thought of real estate. I was like, okay, well that's helping people just in a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. And then I also asked myself, any any job that I have, will I have this job in 10 years? Hmm. I always make sure I ask myself that. Nursing, everybody gets sick, everyone needs a nurse. Real estate, everyone's gonna buy a house. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm going to try to get my real estate license. And this was before like real estate agents were like this trendy thing. I feel like it's switched to, Everybody wants to be a real estate agent, which is just so wild to me. I mean, you have shows about real estate now. I mean, but it was just before all of that. Mm. 
and or maybe I just wasn't consumed with that. I just don't know. But I don't think it was. I think you're right. I yeah, it was, there yet. it was just yeah. When Selling Sunset came out, then you're just so cool to be a real estate agent. But but anyway, so I took my time. I mean, I um, I did school online for a year. I was still bartending, um, and I bartended actually. You know, so I got my real estate license in 2018. Okay, and so. If anybody is in real estate, they know it's really hard to just, I mean, unless you just know a ton of people that are just ready to buy immediately. I yeah. mean, a lot of people do get into this business thinking it's easy to make money instantly and they will. Well, they see it on TV mm-hmm. and it's so easy and they're selling oh $10 million dollar houses. And then you start it and it's from, like farther the from hardest the thing ever. Yeah. And some people have it easier than others. I'm not saying that you can't just be immediate. I know I have a friend of mine that's in real estate and she had, I mean, an insane insane first year mm. and so I'm not saying that it's not but I mean it, it is hard I mean I've seen there's a reason why there's such a turnover rate in real estate mm-hmm. is because people get into it thinking that it's something that's not but thankfully I will say that I bartended while I was in my first couple of years because it you know kept me afloat yeah but then I would say so then when 2020 hit the bar shut down oh wow and all I had was real estate, which was fine. I was doing both. And I was evenly, I mean, I, I feel like I could have done more with real estate but when you're making money. It's like, you know, you don't really push yourself sure. that much. But anyway, um, yeah, once 2020 hit and the bar closed, like then I completely immersed myself in real estate. That was all that hmm. my, you know, that was how I, I mean, I wasn't doing That's anything how you else. Yourself. Yeah. And, whenever and so that was in March of 2020 it was a wild time to even think about right mm-hmm. that that even happened and then November of 2020 the bar opened again and unfortunately by that time I was like I can't go back to this you know I have really worked my way to where I feel like I can just do this and that was mm-hmm. the goal anyway I wanted to quit and just do full-time real estate that was the goal but it's scary mm-hmm when you're just going straight commission as opposed to leaving Something every stable. day with money, you know? And so that's just a scary thing for anybody. But I was prepared and I, I genuinely feel like 2020 was the catalyst to being a full-time hmm. agent. And it's just interesting how that worked out. And so a couple, I worked maybe a couple of days just to like help them. And then I finally was like, I'm sorry. Like I worked there for 10 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. But it's such a blessing in disguise because I would say like hmm. 70, at least 70% of my business is referrals or people that I knew from working there. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Because you trust them. I've right. built like friendships with them, rapports with them, and everybody there, you know, uh, is supportive of me. Every time if I go back and like I visit, they're like, how's real estate? I mean, they're just so excited. And so it was great. It was kind of how it all worked out. What was it like when you decided not to continue with nursing school? Like, how did you get to that decision? Because there are a lot of people out there in that same situation mm-hmm. that, that are gonna keep doing something because that's just what they've decided. Mm-hmm. They don't want to abandon that decision. I mean, it was hard because, I mean, especially with, I mean, thankfully I wasn't too far into nursing school because, okay, okay you have like your prerequisites yep. and that was a couple of years and then you get accepted into nursing school, mm-hmm. which, you know, felt like the best day of my life. I felt like- it's so I, hard. It's so hard. And my family was proud of me and I'm thinking this was, this is such a admirable, I mean, to be a nurse. And 
I think it was just, I mean, it was kind of all over the place. There was a, one of my teachers wasn't really the best and how I was being treated at the time. And it just wasn't encouraging. And, you know, when you messed up, it was just, it was just, it was just really, really hard. That's really mm -hmm. kind of like the best. And, and real estate is hard, but that's when I kind of go back to when you're passionate mm -hmm. about something, you're going to deal with the difficulties of the situation. Sure. And that just wasn't it for me. And I just knew it. And I didn't know really anything more than that. I just knew that that was not for me. And I'm not going to continue just stressing myself out so much with something that I don't mm. feel in my heart is right for me. Was it a partly a control thing? Like, because, you know, as a nurse, you're not entirely control in control of your schedule that's so yes your actually future. i mean you are but yes. in real estate you're out there on your own like you can do whatever yes. you want that's funny that you bring that up because actually that was one of the reasons okay but my ignorant self was like yeah i want to get into real estate and really have some like time management that is not <laughs> That's not the reality <laughs> of real estate. Yes, you can manage your time a little bit more, obviously more so than nursing, because I mean, it's like your 12 hours, three, to, you know, like, but if you want to be a successful real estate agent, like your schedule will certainly be controlled over what your client's needs are. Mm -hmm. But it, but I do, I do have a lot more management of my time than I would have, you know, and I do like, I, I like my, I love hanging out with my friends and my family and all of those things are really important to me. I'm not the real estate agent out there that is just wake up, live, breathe, go to bed, real estate. Hmm. That is not the type of real estate agent that I am, which I think is relatable because I think, especially when I first got into real estate, I just thought that was what I had to be in order to be successful, which I mean, quickly gave me an insane amount of anxiety and, you know, feelings like you're not doing good enough because you're just, you know, especially when you're just new to the business and you're seeing what everybody else is doing and you see what everyone else is doing to get business. Does that naturally work for you? Is that something, I don't know, you kind of, it was a lot that mm. first year, especially, but, um, but just to kind of go back to your point, yeah, the whole nursing thing, I just, I wanted a little bit more control over my schedule at yeah. the time, even though I know that that's, yes. <laughs> that's different now in hindsight's 2020, sure. right? So that's hmm. kind of how that all worked out. That's interesting. And I think that you're right on when you talk about how, you know, you wanted to be the agent that didn't have to wake up every single day and like all you thought about was real estate because mm -hmm. I think that that is a lot of pressure for people getting into the business you know you have to work a hundred hours a week and if you want to do that that's fine mm -hmm. go for it but I personally think because I've seen it I've seen people be very successful um, and be at the top and they're not working hundred hours a week. Mm -hmm. So I do think that that is somewhat of a decision and, and maybe it's harder to, yeah. you know, section your time and be more disciplined about it. Um, but like you're saying, I, I totally think that's possible. Yeah. And I think maybe like your first year of real estate is where you really do need to maybe. Yeah, that's a great work point. so much just to get that business going or else it's just going to take you a little bit of time. But then again, it's just like, if you're doing okay and, and you're surviving out there, then mm -hmm. it's just like, who cares how long it takes you to maybe climb 
you know, closer and closer to the top. Like, yeah. are you enjoying life? Mm. That's where if you're not enjoying life, you're going to get burnt out in your job and which real estate burnout is a, is a real thing. And so I, and I quickly figured that out. Yeah. My first year or like, yeah, maybe first two years, I mean, I would be, you know, around people and, you know, at 10 o'clock at night and then my, my, I'd have like a text message and we'd be in the middle of a conversation. I'd quickly go look at my phone as if I'm missing some type of opportunity. Mm. And you're thinking, first of all, they can wait. But that's what that was like the anxiety and the mindset of those first two years is just like, oh, my gosh, I can't miss anything. I have to respond in two seconds. I've had, you Mm. know, and it's just a lot. And then once you kind of settle in. You figure out who you are in the business, what type of real estate agent you want to be, or what type of just business person you want to be. Then you start to have just more confidence in like, no, it's got to be okay. This Mm. is how I want to conduct my business because this is what aligns with what is important to me in my life. Was there a moment that you decided, I'm not going to be the person that gets burnt out and answers my phone at 10 p.m.? I think it was just more like, like how I was what I recognized, what it was doing to my relationships around me. Hmm. And and then it was just a lot of self-reflection. Like, I think you just know that, hey, like there's something that I, sh- I shouldn't wake up f- immediately with anxiety. Now, I just suffer from anxiety just in general. So real estate is really, you know, it just gets <laughs> to me no matter what, because it's just a constant, you're a problem solver. You have to, you know, you do have to communicate properly, like business, you, you know, any, nothing is promised, you know, mm-hmm. that's such a really like anxious way to live. Absolutely. You know, as soon as I close a deal, people are like, oh my gosh, congratulations. And I'm in my head like, okay, that was great. What's next? Mm. You have to constantly think like that. So it's just, you know, I think it's just balance. And I think whenever you get you, you get past that two year mark, you know, where they say, you know, 80% or whatever of realtors quit in the first two years, once you get past that mark. And I actually, it's funny enough that that is like the saying, but after I did get past those two years, I would say that my mentality in my business did shift and I had more control over how I wanted to just, yeah, just manage my business and Mm. manage the way that I communicate with people. And it's still an ongoing thing. I'm learning real estate. You learn something. I mean, it doesn't matter if you've been in the business one year or 20 years, you're going to learn something different. And I feel bad because I mean, there's agents that have been in the business for 20 plus years and look how much has changed. You got to be on social media. You got to know how to do, you know, all sorts of stuff that you just didn't need to even think about doing. And so Mm -hmm. I think everybody is just going to constantly adapt and, and, and just learn just new ways of how this business just evolves. Not that many years ago, if you were showing houses to somebody, they told you, we want this many bedrooms and we want this and we want the house to look like this. And then the agent went and found all of those houses and then just showed up at showing number one on a Saturday. And the client had never seen pictures of this house or anything. Whereas nowadays, I mean, probably every client you work with has spent a serious amount of time on Zillow Mm -hmm. and they've seen all the houses and they bring you a lot of the houses that they want to see. How do you, I guess that's a question I've never really asked before, but how do you navigate that? Like when you have clients that Mm -hmm. have 
they you know they have done all this research they bring you yeah. all these places that they want to see mm-hmm. how do you feel like your role maybe has shifted oh my gosh well you have to constantly constantly play defense because i think at this point people consumers know think that they know more than they do and i think that you know whenever i have new clients that have been on zillow i'm like that's exciting like i'm happy that that's accessible to you. I'm happy that you can go look at pictures and look at this. Like, but I want it to like stop there because mm. for one, Zillow and Realtor.com, it's just not all accurate information. Like they have mortgage calculators and mm-hmm. estimations on your whatever, which are completely wrong and gives yeah. this false you know, people get excited because they're thinking, oh my gosh, I can afford a half million dollar house. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're like, that's not the not accurate, even not even close. And so it, it, it's kind of in certain situations, not set, I don't even want to say it like it set you up for failure, but it set you up on a, on a note that already was discouraging. Mm-hmm. And it stinks because I want the process to be so exciting. I mean, you're buying a house. I want this to be so memorable. I want this to be positive. Yes, it comes with stresses but I mean we don't want to start off on that foot that you automatically are like wow and I've had clients like that where they're like I thought I could afford this and then we ended up closing on a beautiful house and they didn't mm-hmm. think it was possible that the the new price point that was presented to them you know yeah so I think that that's the only thing is I think people may feel that they don't need a real estate agent for a good portion of this mm-hmm. People just don't understand maybe our role when it comes to buying a house because things are so accessible. You know, um, they find a house on Zillow and they're like ready. And I'm like, that's, you're doing it completely backwards. Mm. So it's just kind of things like that. Just trying to figure out how to, yeah, just to go about how people just are already have all of this information at their fingertips, but not all of it's. Correct. correct and I have to kind of start at that point and kind of bring it back to reality. Let's go back to when you started doing this full time um, and you left the bar and you, you mentioned that a large majority of your clients and referrals started at for, from people that were that you knew from bartending. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you start to cultivate those relationships? Like, how did you let everyone know, hey, here's what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. How did you start to grow that initial group of clients when you first started out? Well, I mean, I'm big on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, not big, like I'm not like famous, okay? <laughs> That's, I, it, it, social media is important to me, okay? Um, but everybody, you know, so all of the, all of the, people that you know all of those customers and stuff and we all we were all friends we all followed each other on Mm. Facebook and Instagram and things like that so and you know whenever I was bartending I mean I still was bartending and I was in real estate for two years of that so whenever I would be posting houses or you know just what I was doing on a daily basis on social media on my stories people were seeing that and then if I had a shift or whatever that night, mm. we would talk about it. People people were really interested in wanting to know, how's the market? I saw that house you posted. So it was just kind of like all connected. And again, you know, now that I already had this, these friendships and rapports with, you know, the people that came to the bar, 
that's where, again, mm. they were so supportive and encouraging and wanted me to be successful. Um, and so, yeah, just keeping up with everybody on social media. I mean, that's key. If you're not posting things on on social, then I people are going to forget about you. Yeah. I mean, I never want someone to say, oh, my gosh, I would have bought a house had I known you were in I real estate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think just staying top of mind and just like anything else, you know, I'm already friends with these people. They're in my sphere. And it just kind of worked out that way. They, mm. I already built trust with them. So I already kind of got past that as opposed to trying to find or trying to find someone, like an, another um, another client that has never met me before. That's such a different different avenue. These people are already like ready to go. Mm-hmm. They're excited. They and know you and they, they trust you. They know me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, some of the great advice I've heard for for agents is, get involved with a group that that you're passionate about so whether that's gardening mm-hmm. or whatever it is right sure. pickleball it doesn't really matter <laughs> yeah yeah it's the big thing now get involved in that group and let that become the group of people that you start to share what you do mm-hmm. whatever it is go all in on that that social group or friend group or whatever yeah. it is and I think that's really effective because you already have something in common with them, like you're saying. I mean, you already had something in common. You were working with them. You knew them. Um, so it was much easier to convert them into clients. Mm-hmm. When when they thought of selling their home or buying a home, they thought of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just like keeping up. And so, and I don't go out really. Any, I mean, I'm just like such a grandma these days. <laughs> Got to bed at 10. I mean, it's just a shift from, you know, my early 20s, right? But, um, but yeah, so I just... I never, I try not to just forget about people. So if I'm in Dallas and um, I'm around the corner from this place, I mean, it's been there like 30 years, this place. Wow. Yeah. So it's a lot of regulars. It's not, you know, it would have been different had it been a place where it was just kind of recycled people and nobody came mm-hmm. consistently. That's where it really was successful. But, um, you know, I'll pop in there and say hi and show face. Yeah. Um, I think that that's really important. It's really just my biggest goal, I feel like, in 2023 is just to be intentional Hmm. and just continue to, you know, marinate those relationships that I have. Because I think whenever you're in the business the first couple of years, it's just kind of like go, 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 find business. What's the next business? And you just forget about the, you know, the tiny people in the back yeah. <laughs> or well, just the people that are always there. And so it's just, you have, you know, I think the, I read an or not, I, I, I heard, I didn't read it, but, um, that the number one complaint for consumers for their realtor is communication. I hope I'm mm-hmm. saying that right. But yeah, that's like the biggest complaint people have with real estate agents is their communication, which, it makes total sense because I have to deal with real estate agents where I'm like, do you want to sell your house? Why are you not answering your phone after I'm yeah. calling you? Or I'm texting you. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. You know, there's so many people that are in this business that that got into it. They, a lot of real estate agents got into this um, business in 2020 when it was, it was just, yeah, which still is weird to me because unless you were heavy with listings and representing sellers, 
I'm like, it was the wild, wild west for buyers. I mean, I'm still so surprised that people got into real estate at that time because, I mean, talk about a hard time for buyers in 2020 oh and 2021. You had to be a killer as an agent. Oh, my gosh. To represent buy side. It was a, yeah, and they don't tell you. Um, they don't teach you how to make, you know, devastating phone calls. I mean, and it was a constant. Yeah. I mean, I, I cried with my clients and, you know, because it would just be like, it just felt so defeating and I'm just like kind of going off topic That's here, okay. but you know, Go ahead. but it's just, it just was so defeating. You know, you'd have this dream home and then it would get bought, beat out by 20 people. And I remember there was one time I stared at my phone and I'm like, how do I make this phone call? How mm. do I tell these people that we did everything that we could and it was a no. And so the amount of real estate agents that got into that business during that time, I'm like, do you guys know what you're getting yourself into? Mm. It was wild to me, but there was a lot of business to be had. And so now I feel like because of the market shifting and you do have to really work, mm -hmm. like you always had to, but I'm saying if you got into it, maybe it was just like a different idea of what real estate was. Sure. You're having a lot of realtors kind of fall off or maybe have to get second jobs. And so you don't know that your realtor is maybe at a nine to five and there's a reason why you can't get a <laughs> get hold, hold of, of them. them. They're not gonna tell you that. And so I think that's what we're, we're seeing is people just thought it was just easier. And I just hate that because I am so passionate about this business. I care about people. I care about helping them in one of the biggest purchases of their life. Mm. I want to cultivate French. Like I want to stay connected with them. I don't want to just sign the papers and say, thanks for the business. Yep. Have a good life. So that's where it's like, I just want to stay intentional and just keep those relationships going. And I think that's just the most important thing. And I'm sad that there's so many realtors in this business that really miss that element hmm. of real estate is just the, the relational part of it. Yeah. Well, how do you see, I mean, there's so many agents, like you said, that got in during COVID because they thought, oh my goodness, this is going to, and I saw that on the lending side too. Like yeah. Everyone was like, let me get into that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then there was, you know, we went through COVID, it was great. And then everyone had to leave. How did you maintain your business through that period? Um, and how did you come out the other side? And then, you know, like now when there's not as much business as mm -hmm. there was, that's been such a shock to a lot of agents because they're like, oh my gosh, there was so much business and now there's not. But How like have you adapted is. to that? Right. I, well, I agree. But you I'm, know, it's just, but it's just a different way of going about it. Yeah. It wasn't spoon fed to you. It's, it's actually, you actually have to sell now. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Mm -hmm. This is real estate. Um, I'm grateful that I got into real estate before the pandemic. Yeah. And I think that was a huge um, part of why I'm still maintaining my success in the business. Mm. And because I saw it for what, I mean, it was just, you can, uh, you know, the house would pop up. There's plenty of inventory. We can go schedule it. It would pop up on a Tuesday. We'll go schedule and, and see it on the weekend. There was no rush. Mm -hmm. It was fine. Not a big deal. You can negotiate things. And then it really was, I 
I remember when 2020 hit and I, cause I was, I'm more buyer heavy. Like I don't have, you know, I do have listings. Sure. But I feel like just buyers gravitate more towards me. Yeah. And so imagine that in 2020 and I'm over here, you know, I think it was just, I'm so thankful I survived that because I mean, there was a moment where, I mean, I was, that's hard. I, I was having to make a lot of, yeah, there were, there were a lot of tears and a lot of what am I going to do? Because I'm thinking what buyers have this, this ability, this money, but we made it work and we really did. And, and it was such a good year. And those were some of the most meaningful transactions because mm. of how difficult it was. I mean, I just have so many amazing stories from that time. So I'm thankful for it. But I think to answer your question, because I was a realtor prior to the pandemic, um, I'm able to survive this market now Yeah. because I just knew that it wasn't, that wasn't reality. I always try to tell even my cl- uh, clients or people that are interested in buying, I'm like, don't look at 2020 and 2021 as this normalcy. Mm. That's not it because people are waiting. Okay. It was two and a half, three percent interest rate. Everyone's talking about the interest rates. I'm like, that's not real life. And yeah. it's so bizarre to me because when I have conversations with people that are sitting on the sidelines and, you know, thinking that interest rates are high, which they're not, um, I I think to myself, like, would you have wanted to be in that market? Would you have wanted to have to, uh, you know, put 20, 30, 40, 50 plus over list price? as opposed to a couple of hundred bucks more a month and your mortgage payment. Like to me, that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just often more over expensive. time. Yeah. As opposed to all at once. And then people are like, Oh, I didn't think about it like that. But I'm like, what? You know? And so I think that has been one of the more difficult things of, of, um, being in real estate and just really just making sure that you're educating people the right way mm. and just understand the, the market is so unpredictable. I always try to tell people, what is the right time for you? Look at what's going on in your life. Mm. Do you Are you changing jobs? Are you getting married? Are you having a family? Do you, or do you need a downsize? Are you retired? Like, those, to me, are the only things that you need to really pay attention to mm-hmm. if you can afford. I mean, that's where I'm like, people are, I mean, rent is crazy. And I'm like, is that the better option? I just don't understand people, you know, but at the media, I think just puts fear in you and there's everybody talks about something and it just causes this fear tact. I just don't know. But well, and what I've seen is, you know, people that bought, I mean, obviously, as you know, one of the reasons inventory is so low is because all these people don't want to get out of their 2.3% interest rates, it's right? I understand. And how can you blame them? Yeah. But it's like, mm-hmm. you know, they might stay in a house that they have outgrown or Mm -hmm. they need to move or something and they're just unwilling to do it because of their low interest rate. Yeah. Um, And I think that that's hard. It's hard for a lot of people to wrap their head around. But I think a lot of people make quick decisions. So I think we're going to see a lot of people move because, yeah, they may have wanted this house, but it could have been the only house that they really could have gotten. And now that, you know, and I always tell people, I'm like, okay, yeah, your interest rate was good, but 
this market I feel like is really, I like this market right now. I think it's evened out. I think that there are certain areas that are competitive and I think, and certain houses that are competitive. And I think that there are certain areas where you're still able to negotiate things. That's such an evened out market. I'm thinking everybody can win here. Why are we not taking advantage of this? Mm-hmm. It's not a one side, one side situation because we saw that and it was, you know, in 2020 and 2021, I mean, obviously everybody knows it. It was a seller's market. But then just this past summer in July, I mean, I remember I had a listing. I remember when the market shifted and it was like a full 180 shift in the market this past summer where interest rates really hiked up and it was like ghost town with listings. Days on market kept going up and then all of a sudden it was a buyer's market. And now you're feeling bad for sellers because I'm like, oh my gosh, you really can't sell your house. And they were not selling. And I'm thinking, what are you going to do? Just you, you can't just keep do have these price reductions. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to wait. So a lot of sellers took their house and on the off the market and like we're going to wait and stuff. And now we're seeing it. Now the the sticker shock <laughs> of the interest rates are, mm-hmm. are everything's kind of calmed down, and so people are kind of coming back online. I say, yeah, and. I don't know. It's just kind of bizarre, but I think that there just needs to be more education from realtors themselves hmm. to really talk about how to go about this market and and work with it because the, it's just inevitably always going to be a roller coaster. Don't ever rely on the market solely on your decision on when you're going to buy a house. That yeah. is so volatile and I it's just not the I right way to go you. about it. <laughs> so what are some of the things that, that realtors should be educating people on? I think just kind of what I touched on, just like the differences between, you know, the reality of the interest rates. I think that, again, people think that the 3% was normal when I'm like, it was not. And that look what the 3% came along with. The competition yeah. was absolutely insane. Home prices appreciated an insane amount. Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't realize like average appreciation is like two to six percent in dfw it's like 20 plus percent Mm -hmm. in a year i mean just crazy stuff so i'm thinking you would rather have that than something that's evened out i mean i i get it six percent it's not a three percent but it's just it's all relative and it's all circumstantial and it's like if you can afford this and i don't know i just to me it's just it all kind of goes back to is 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 renting any better? I mean, I don't I I feel like you know, if you're not ready to buy a home, if you want to wait to get married, if you want to if you want to explore where you want to live first, if you just moved here, there's so many great scenarios on why you should rent. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing it based upon just well, I'm going to wait for the market to cool off or I'm going to wait for interest rates, I'm like you are wasting your time (laughs) and you're wasting valuable money i'm like this is just such an opportunity to just start i don't know i I just think that i mean i'm in real estate so it's like this is what i believe in so i think it's just more so more so just kind of breaking things down that way and just kind of showing the reality of it but people are still you know well, I agree with you. I mean, it's a scary thing when people see headlines, right? Mm-hmm. And they see interest rates, oh, like all this crazy stuff going on. But oftentimes, like for me, I just like to run the math. It's like, okay, let's take all the emotion out of it. Let's yeah. just run the math. You know, two years ago, you were going to be paying $45,000 above ask. Uh, 
appraisal waivers, no inspections. Uh, I mean, I know a family that that got hit with like a forty thousand dollar plumbing bill right after they moved in because there was no inspection. Like just all these crazy mm-hmm. things. It's like, let's weigh the cost of that. Like yes. you're saying versus, and then you might not even get a house back then because mm-hmm. there were going to be twenty five offers on it. Mm-hmm. Versus now, and you know, you're writing letters to people. It was mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. Versus now, the interest rate's a little bit higher, um, and there isn't that kind of competition. Like this is. It's bizarre. It was more to me. expensive back then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I do think that it does require a lot of education on the on mm-hmm. the realtor side. And maybe it's because these people didn't experience that. Like I think you know that really does play mm. into their understanding of what that market really was. Mm. I think that if you did not buy a house in 2020 and 2021, yeah, you heard the stories. But until you feel what that is like to put mm-hmm. in an offer, you know, 40000 over list, write a letter, yeah, waive your option period, no inspection, and then lose. Yeah. <laughs> how is that yeah. possible? Let me know how you feel after that. And then you're going to love a 6% interest rate and the, be- mm-hmm. the ability to negotiate repairs and, 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 and not be pushed up against the wall to make a decision in five minutes. And get the house that you actually want. Yeah. I saw so many people buy houses that maybe they didn't even want, mm-hmm. but they felt like they had to buy. This is the best I can get. This, I have to buy it. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. But I mean, it was wise. I, it, to, to, in, to kind of, I guess, piggyback on that, if I was in that market to buy, I would have just kind of bought. I really honestly would have because it the way that, I mean, I wouldn't have been in something that I hated, but I mean, right. I would have certainly gone into, you know, it was, if you can afford it and you can, and it was something that you could have, you know, done some cosmetic repairs to and made it your own. It's just, it yep. was a good opportunity no matter what. You know, I always tell people just, yes, your home should be, you know, your cute, cozy place, but also if you can make it into that, make it into that, but look at it as an investment. Mm-hmm. I always say it's a stepping stone. That second home energy, that's yeah. where it's at. Yeah, it Get is. to that second home after you've invested in your first home and built some equity. That's 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 where the fun starts. It's mm-hmm. a stepping stone. It's an investment. It's way better of an investment than it is renting. Yeah. So. It's all good advice. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about your business now. How are you prospecting? How are you keeping up with clients? Mm-hmm. What does your follow-up process look like? Where does your new business come from yeah. in this market? So that is what is evolving in my business okay. because I think I I certainly wasn't organized. I'm not the best <laughs> at that. I'm a procrastinator at best. I'll forget to, you know, I'm, I'm definitely more human when it comes yeah. to that side of things. Thankful, I'm so thankful for social media because most of the clients that I um, that I did business with, I'm friends with them now, or I was mm. friends with them before. So I guess it's easier to stay stop, top of mind and keep up with them. You know, if they post a picture of their son or they post a picture of the house, I'm always the one to comment and engage and stuff like that. But I mean, I just started to like house all of my clients into like a database to be able to kind of touch on them. I mean, stuff that, you know, you're supposed to do as a realtor that just kind of I put to the side because yeah, I'm a procrastinator. I am who I am. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but I do, you know, again, going back to just trying to be more intentional, I am trying to implement more systems in my business. Um, I'm creating a new website. Like I really am trying to, um, I guess do better at that 
or just be more organized. I don't think I'm bad at keeping up with people. Hmm. I, to me, that's my favorite part. I love the friendships and the relationships that I get from this business. That to me is the most important thing. It's just like the more, you know, having it organized in a way where Some it's kind a of little a structure. bit, yeah, structure. That's Timeline. a good word. Yeah, where I'm not like just reaching out to them because I thought of it. No, it's mm. more of a system that's where I, it's kind of doing it for me. And, right. But even that still, I think maybe that's why it doesn't appeal to me as much or it's not the my main focus to kind of set up this system is because I do kind of naturally like to reach out to people on my own mm. organic whim. Well, I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, but it's hard. But when you start to really, you know, when you're in year five and you have a bunch of clients, there's, you know, people are going to fall to the wayside. So I think it is important to have a database that really is just where you can kind of look back and say, okay, I haven't reached out to them in a while. And, Mm -hmm. you know, but I always tell people this and the, not my biggest fear, but I, Ever since I got into real estate, I never, ever, ever want people to look at me as disingenuous. And I always tell people this. And so I think the type of follow-up that a lot of these like systems have that are kind of this automated situation, mm. that's hard for me. It's hard for me to pick up the phone and just say, hey, Joe, haven't talked to you in a while. And just even though they say like to make phone calls and just don't even bring up real estate, but I'm like, they know if I haven't talked to them in five years and trying to get, but you know, I don't know. So I have to kind of do better on if I, if I've kept up with these people, it's a lot less difficult to go back and say, Hey, I know I haven't talked to you in three years. Mm -hmm. So I think that I'm going to, I'm just going to try to find a balance with that because that's just what I, you know, I never want to come across as salesy. I never want to come across as, you know, I have an, an agenda. An agenda. Yeah. That's really hard How do really you reach out to me. people now? I mean, when you do think of them, like, do you call them and say, hey, I thought about you, mm-hmm. saw this? Or... So it really is, I think, more of um, definitely like during holidays or like their birthday. I love okay. that because that's such a easy, you know, touch point. Right. Um, I always make sure that like on, I call it their home anniversary, their one year home anniversary. I'll send them some like crumble cookies or Tiff's treats or something like that. And I think that that's really special. Um, You know, obviously like a Christmas card, even though there was one year where I was like, they're gonna get this on (laughs) January 5th (laughs) (laughs) because it's just who I am. But I was like, it is what it is. Right. Uh, That's me, just. but I think little things like that, and again, on social media, I just keep up with people where it's just an easy thing for me to comment on. Mm. Um, you know, again, if their their kid did something, if they had a baby, if they had this. And I mean, I've had some clients where we, we become such good friends that, you know, I was invited to like their baby shower mm. and things like that. So those are things that are important to me. So I think my client database is a little bit easier for me to keep up with them because we've just built those friendships. It's funny, every agent I've talked to, they're all obviously trying to head the same place, but everyone gets there in a different way. Like I have not heard one scenario, Mm -hmm. one plan that's the same. 
And I like that. I think that's encouraging to a lot of people because I think a lot of folks get in and they think I have to do this one thing. Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> that's well, what I was. Yeah, that's what sure. was giving me severe anxiety. Severe anxiety. You know, I um, there's this. Well, I mean, he he knows Ben Wegman. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm friends with him, and he is just obviously an amazing realtor on Instagram and stuff. But I mean, I worked at the same brokerage as him. Mm. And when you're a new agent, you're like, oh, my gosh, do I need to post home tour videos five times a week? Oh, my gosh. How does he even have time, like, driving all over the place? But, I mean, he's a hustler. I mean, yeah. he is the real deal. But I, um, but then, yeah, once you start to – I am so beyond thankful that I have s- some of the best of friends in this industry mm. that have – really molded me into the type of realtor that I wanted to be because I did see so many different ways that people were um, keeping up with their business or um, like there's this one agent he's like he's a top producer and I found out that he writes things on paper like with pen and paper like just to like reminders of things and um certain things I guess to you know just writing down like client needs and stuff like that right. as opposed to you think it needs to be more formal than that uh-huh. and that to me like I always remembered that because I'm such a really? pen and paper type of person and yeah. I do write down a lot of notes just like that even though it needs to be organized in a way better way like but it's just like stuff like that that you start to just really kind of form into like okay it's okay you don't there is not one size fits all of mm how you keep up with your business and I think that really just takes experience and um, just more years in the business to really figure out what works for you and what doesn't well I mean at the end of the day your goal in your job is to take care of the client Mm -hmm. so however you get to that point Mm -hmm. yeah like if you're good at making phone calls if you're good at you know I don't know it's just like little I don't know. It, it everybody's different. Like I love closing gifts. Not mm. everybody likes to do the fluffy sweet. I mean, I all of the, my friends know this. I like want to make you cry <laughs> with a closing <laughs> gift. Yeah, like any gift, really. Like if I can like put a tear in your eye, like yeah. what success. are some of the gifts that you give people at closing? There was one closing that I had. There was a seller. Um, she had lived in this house for a long time. I mean. 11 plus years or something like that but it was like one of her first homes there was a lot of memories she met her husband Hmm. um she had her first baby there there was just a lot a lot of memories and um etsy is so great when it comes to like custom gifts Hmm. but i sent in a picture of this house and it sketched it Hmm. like in a really really beautiful portrait and it said where memories were made and I framed it and gave it to her so she could hold on to it. Just like little stuff like Did that. Did she cry? Did you oh, make yeah, cry? She, she cried. <laughs> Success. Success. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but you know, like you, you, custom things like that where, where I always, and this is where I really love to connect with people when we're first um, like looking at houses, I am always, you know, if we're, if we're touring a home that has a wine fridge, let's say, hmm. And I'm like, ooh, it has a wine fridge. I was like, are you guys wine drinkers? And they'll say, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, what kind of wine do you drink? And then they'll tell me. And then sure enough, that bottle of Cabernet is 
That's good. So I just like to personalize things. And the, the closing gifts and stuff, those are – I think that kind of ties into just the relational – I just want to just keep that – I just want to keep my business relational. relational. Um, yeah. Not transactional. Yeah, yeah. I want I like them that. to know that I was listening to them, that we're friends, mm-hmm. that this, yeah, just wasn't just a quick deal. Like, I wanted it to be a meaningful moment. And at the closing table, it can be really sterile. And you're at this oh, yeah. table Attorney and you're just signing documents. In. And I always tell the title company, I'm like, y'all need to have some, like, music playing. Like, even if it is a, a nice little piano, yeah. it's just so well, quiet they put you in that in room. There. And then yeah. you're just alone for like five minutes. Yeah, and like we need to make this a little. I mean, obviously, some title companies, you know, give you some champagne and you know, cute stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, just I want that last moment to just to kind of really stand out and get a picture with them, and all of those things really just matter. Right. But I think also too, people need to remember, like, if anybody's listening to this. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and I think that. If it's authentic to you, if that is something where if you're not the type of person to give gifts or if that's not your way of expressing. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like I'm actually, you know, they talk about your, like love languages and stuff. Gift giving is not my like that's not how it's not how I connect. It's the emotional aspect of that gift. Mm. So I don't know what that ends up being, but I think that. It's it kind of goes back to how you want to um, reach out to people, how you want to stay connected with people. Are you good at making phone calls? Are you, do you like giving closing gifts? Do you like being there at closing? Do you like? And so those are all things that you just have to just figure out. Yeah. So. And maybe one thing that we should also mention is that you have to also do an excellent job. So you're with Monument now. Uh-huh. Um, what is, I mean, the year's already going by so fast, but what's the rest of your year look like? What's your snapshot of what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. What are your plans for the rest of the year? Well, um, you know, just like anybody, I just, you know, want to get more and more um, business. But I think that where I am with Monument, um, it's just such a wonderful company that provides so many opportunities because, mm. you know, we're the real estate partners of the Dallas Cowboys, Texas Rangers, Dak Prescott, and now the PGA of Frisco, mm. which is huge. Like we own like the naming rights out there. And whenever you go to the PGA of Frisco, which now I need to really learn about golf. Yeah. <laughs> And really know what I'm talking about, so maybe give me some tips. But um, when you go out to the PGA of Frisco, you'll see Monument Realty everywhere. Mm. And so I think that is going to just be obviously so huge to DFW and and just bring in more business and bring in more tr- trust to the company. And um, you know, and I'm one of the recruiters out there too. Oh, so, that's great. Yeah, so I. I just know that the company is just going in a direction where it's certainly going to elevate my business and I'm super excited about it. I'm actually going to celebrate my, I think I maybe just did maybe get my, my anniversary of when I've been in real estate and then when I switched brokerages, but it's been about a year since I've been with Monument and it's been wonderful. That's great. How many agents does Monument have? Um, Just a little bit over a thousand. Okay. And we'll have a cap. Like it's not going to be that, 
we're really selective whenever mm. it comes to agents that we bring on. It's really like full-time agents. We don't do part-time unless you can somehow make that work. Um, so you really are surrounded by people that are are successful or, or at least have I mean, you got to be successful. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like your only situation. Um, but no, it's been great. Um, I think that just that change, I mean, that change was hard. I was at mm-hmm. my previous brokerage for four years and it was wonderful. Um, but, you know, you just know when you need a change of space. And yeah. it was definitely one of the best decisions I made for my business, for sure. It was time. Mm-hmm. It was time. Well, it seems like they're doing great things. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I see you know, all of the agents are doing really well mm-hmm. and it seems like you guys have incredible resources and mm-hmm. trainings and yeah, we do. seems really neat. Yeah. And, um, and we've only been a company since 2018 and we've, you know, won best real estate company to work for number one, you know, best company. I mean, we're, we're on, we're, we're on top yeah. right now. <laughs> well, it's got to feel good though, working for a company like that. It does. And it's so funny because I remember like when Monument started, cause I'm a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. Okay. Okay. All right. I mean, I am the fan. <laughs> um, and so I remember when Monument, you know, came on the scene, I'm like, oh man, look at their logos with the Dallas Cowboys. Like I want that. Yeah. Obviously that's not why I switched over to Monument, but. I love, huh? It, it was, was so much. Yeah, and I met Dak Prescott, That's and great. like, that was the best day ever. And, you know, my yard signs have the Dallas Cowboys logo. So it really, and to be honest with you, whenever I switched over to Monument, it made so much sense to my sphere. Hmm. to all of my um you know just the people that followed me all of my friends when they saw that i was aligned with a company of you know that's partners with the dallas cowboys they were like that couldn't make more sense. sense it was a great branding play for yeah you. Mm-hmm. it's not like i mean i believe in it's just yeah it wasn't you know because you can say hey we're the real estate partners of the dallas cowboys but they're like have you watched a football game in your life yeah Who cares? what does that mean yeah but this really just yeah aligned with what was what interests me, what what I actually really do love, mm. and so it was just kind of an easy yeah, just it was really cohesive with my branding and just kind of kept that, just elevated that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. that's so exciting. I'm I'm excited to see that team continue to grow. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for joining today. I this I've learned great. a lot. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, um, it was. Thank I'm you so much to, for having of me. Of course, I'm excited yeah. to stay connected and. Um, I know that the listeners will get a lot of value from all these topics. So I hope so. I know they will. So thank you very much. Thank you.